0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 91 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Jim O'Kane, producer of five plus Movies by Minute group projects, including Die Hard Minute. Welcome to the show, Jim go figure i mean it's so popular we're doing it twice so
1: it's, it's fine yeah well um, you know
0: it's i i i i love the show that you did but i like the the consistency of you know having the same uh host do it yeah sure. and so it gives a different different twist to the whole thing which is good yeah i know yeah know.
1: there's there's lots of different take. it kind of gives you a rush of idea of how things how things go and everybody's got a different take even on the same minutes it's always it's always fascinating
0: yeah, um, that's very true. I mean, there's there's even someone who's comparing them every week, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, you know, we have Bubba Bubble Week doing that every every week. He gives me he gives everybody his review as to which of the two he thinks is is better. You know, the yeah, pluses was, and minuses of of each of them. We, so, we've
1: gone so we've gone so meta that we're doing reviews of reviews.
0: <laughs> that's right. Why not? Yeah. You know, pretty pretty soon people are going to do uh you know second by second movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Minute, I don't, I, has has anyone done anything less than a minute? Do you know? Um, I don't. I don't think so.
1: I mean, I know people that are doing it like two minute. Like uh, for example, uh, uh, Ethan McKinley was doing two minute Terminator for two minutes at
0: a time. Right. Um, but there were I, two I mean, minutes. There's chapters. There's scenes. Yeah. Um I actually the the one that I can think of is when Bubba did when Bubba we did did Groundhog Day. So yeah, th- the way that he split up the his, his episodes were for each of the days that that we get to see. So there are days where it's just a slap.
1: Right. Yeah. And some of the so, uh, some of the 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 movies by minutes, ladies that are doing uh, uh American Graffiti song by song every right. Every time right. there's a new song, right? So there's, there's many, Tyranny, Tyranny many
0: and uh, Rachel, right?
1: Yes, and uh, Doris. Uh, and Doris. Right. So yeah. So there. Yeah. It's you know, it, there's many ways to uh, to cut the cut the pie. And uh, it's interesting to hear some of the, the varied ways of doing it. But, yeah, I, I, I can't imagine what a 30-second at a time or second by second would do. I, wow. <laughs> <laughs> bit, I, you, have
0: to have, you have to have a very good movie to be able to do it second by second.
1: Yeah, or know, a very short has, one.
0: <laughs> no, but it also needs to be something very rich that there's so much to talk about. You know, maybe, maybe when Alex and, and Pete finish, you know, their run – when they when they finish the you know the, the 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 final Star Wars movie, maybe they'll they'll then take one of them and do it uh, you know shorter versions of it to see yeah. how deep they can go into that. Wow, uh, well, we something know.
1: to look forward to in the near future.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course, always there's always something to look forward to. All wow. right, so minute ninety one begins with Dwayne introducing himself and ends with Hans giving the look of being scared. Uh-huh. So we, we we finish things on Friday with the two FBI agents showing up, and they give us that that famous quote. You know, I'm I'm, I'm Special Agent Johnson. This is Agent Johnson. No relation. Yes,
1: yeah. Johnson and Johnson.
0: That's um, right, Johnson and Johnson. And sorry. this this minute begins with uh, our good friend Dwayne T. Robinson running over to them and continuing to act as uh, silly as he always does, and. Goes over to them and says, "I'm Dwayne. T- I'm Dwayne Robinson, LAPD. I'm in charge here." And then uh, Little Johnson looks at him and goes, "Not anymore." Or actually, no, sorry, it's Big so it's Johnson. Yeah, Yeah, you know, it's uh, Robert. Yeah, Robert, Davi.
1: Robert Davi is Big Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Big, uh, sometimes they're very interchangeable. The the, yeah. the two Johnsons with with the way that they they speak and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So I, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't want to step on anybody's future minute, but I, my favorite one with is when he picks up the uh, the walkie-talkie and he's, or I think it's a phone. He said, "This is Johnson." No, the other one. know the other one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great line. And this is this is peak Paul Gleason here. He's so good at being stepped on. Um, Dwayne yes. Robinson is just a, you know he's he's the same character that he was in the Breakfast Club. He just he does that character of being one upped so much better. Kind of the the, the Frank Burns character of the show he's just uh, inept and uh and trying to cover uh cover his ineptitude yeah um but uh, just very enjoy it, it's a it's a really i would think this is a pretty tough act to follow but, to, to be this inept on screen and, and keep you know uh, being being uh, topped by some other some other uh character on the screen but that's, yeah
0: that's but, his job uh, you know he's it, it, he plays a memorable character yeah, <laughs> I think that's part of it too. You know, the idea that you can still, you know, your your character. I mean, your character might not be that great, but you you know, last week we had the whole thing with Harvey Johnson saying about uh, you know Helsinki, uh, Sweden. You know, yeah, and then he yeah. he yeah. So you know, there, there there are lines that you get yeah. paid, and you know that's, that's 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 the idea. We we want you to be here. You're going to get paid. You know, you can make an ass out of yourself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> because it's the character it's not you it's the script yeah blame yeah. it on the script <laughs>
1: uh, but great 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 placement in all this the uh the scenes robert davi taking charge he moves to the front of the screen and he takes up i mean he's taking up half the screen by yeah. by the end of his scene and he's just you know nonchalantly smoking a cigarette and uh informing that uh paul glazen that the you know the the big guns are in charge now so that's really
0: funny i also have written down in my notes nonchalantly taking a puff of the cigarette yeah, yeah, yeah there you it's go. Like he's he's been through this before. It's
1: you know the scenario the the. Well, the tomorrow we'll out. get to the scenario. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But scenario. but yeah, yeah, but he's like he just rolls this thing off like he's seen it a thousand times and yeah, it's um it's yeah it's it's just a beautiful scene of of how uh how this comes and even little things it's like he comes in if you look at their ties Dobby's you know the, the both Johnsons have perfectly tied ties and um uh, Dwayne Robinson is, is yeah he's open. all a little bit. And it's, it's tight. He's been yanking on that tie all evening um, as things got worse and worse. So, well, because he keeps hanging himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, just beautiful, beautiful cinematography, beautiful direction in this. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean,
0: I also love the the way that, that Robert Davi delivers his line. I mean, he just says not anymore, but he says it in a very commanding, but also very in, unsympathetic. He's like, I don't really care
1: yeah dismissive it's like it's it's like just telling people that you know you've got tickets and you're talking to the usher or something it's just yeah, it's exactly just like, get out i, get, I don't go, really... go park go park my car yeah that kind of thing so, <laughs> i'm um, i'm in charge now yeah no just a just a beautiful scene i love the backlighting the uh everybody's everybody's lit from behind there it just kind of gives you a really uh, the scale of how many how many people are surrounding the nakatomi plaza And well do you, like
0: you know that. where they're supposedly where their staging ground is right
1: it's it's down. It's it's, behind, it's it's on top of the parking garage, isn't it? Or maybe I'm wrong on that. No, it's not on top
0: of the parking garage. But it's 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 in an area that has a whole bunch of dump trucks and uh, you know it, it, there, there's all these this heavy construction equipment there.
1: Oh right, okay. They're,
0: they're apparently like building some building across the street or whatever it is, and so all of these lights. Where are, are you know we get a few times a an aerial shot of the area. And you see that they set up all these lights in this staging area. It's like the perfect area to be doing it, but you know, it's all like dirt and they're, like I said, there's yeah. all these construction vehicles around and, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. It's the same place that, uh, uh, uh Reginald Bell Johnson was rolling down the hill. No, 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 no. That's that, a different no? area. He was on the other okay. side.
0: Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it, yeah.
1: It's been, it's been a while since. The, no, that's
0: fine. That's after, fine.
1: Do, after doing Die Hard Minute for so many, so many weeks, it's like, I don't I, I love the movie, but I, I I don't want you know I haven't watched the movie since I made <laughs> the Die Hard minute. Together. Seriously, um, you haven't watched the movie yeah, in like yeah. 4 years. Well, <laughs> I do I do watch it uh I watch it every Christmas. This is like our one of our Christmas uh Oh, okay, so you've trad- seen it. Yeah, I watch yeah, I watch Die Hard, watch Die Hard at Christmas, watch uh Poseidon Adventure uh starting at 11:37 on uh New Year's Eve. New because year's Eve. <laughs> tradition cuz cause, cause the the ship uh gets hit by the wave at exactly midnight if you started at 11:37. So and um, and on April
0: 12th you you start watching uh Titanic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's difficult getting getting all these things right but you know just just tuning in. I do watch uh, I do a rocketeer every uh every October 15th which is uh coming up as we're recording. Yeah. Um uh, it's already passed as I played it but uh the events of the rocketeer take place on uh the weekend of uh, October 14th, 15th and 16th. So uh, that's.
0: Uh, do you split up watching the movie for each day?
1: No, I just just kind of roll through on the fifteenth. I figure, oh, it's, okay. you know, past, past, present, and future. Right. And, uh right. I, I mean, it's an interesting
0: like, thing. I, you know, since I did do Plain Change Automobiles for season two, maybe it's worth it to, to to split that up and watch it, you know, three days at a time right before Thanksgiving yeah. to be able yeah, to um, see the things that happen, you know, on on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday.
1: We do uh my family does watch October Sky every October fourth. Um
0: Oh that's I a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah.
1: Well I and actually by the time that we're recording this, I can already announce that uh beginning February sixth, uh October Sky Minute will be coming out. We have uh as one of the semi regular hosts on it, uh director Joe Johnson has agreed to be on the on the show. So we're gonna have uh, uh the Rocketeer
0: Boys uh Wait, he's gonna be on Brian. it. He's gonna be on gonna it have, as one of the one of the hosts uh, or semi, just be semi, a like friend? like kind
1: of the kind of the way we had uh Billy Campbell mm-hmm. we were uh, having Joe Johnston on. I, I I had reached out to him because uh Hal and I have been wanting to do this for quite some time. And uh when I reached out to Joe, I had uh I had said, you know, could you be on our show and be on for you know more than a couple of episodes? And he said, "I don't do podcasts anymore, but since it's you, and since it's my favorite movie, sure." And wow, I, I called up Al. I'm like, "Holy smokes, Joe Johnston's going to be like, you know, not a not an everyday guest, but he's going to be on so frequently, we can just, you know, and here's another Joe with Johnston episode." So, um, I'm very grateful for for having somebody, uh, you know, like him. Uh, well, there's nobody like Joe Johnston. Um, but just being able to have him to talk about his fa- the the favorite movie of his that he's ever made. So wow. uh, that's that's going to be in February. And it's uh, actually gonna...
0: impressive that he's willing to admit that that's his favorite movie that he has made. You know, it's like the idea that you know when when people ask you, you know, who's your favorite kid, you know, yeah, things like exactly. that. There's certain things. that's like I love all my kids the same.
1: Joe Johnston uh, says that you know he has like you were saying before that everybody has you know nobody can say which you know which kid do you like the most. But he said that uh, October Sky was his most heartfelt movie, and that's why it's a favorite of his. Um, he enjoys all the movies he makes, and actually, he said he won't take on a movie uh, script that he doesn't enjoy. Oh wow! But uh, but October Sky. There are very few uh, act-
0: are very few directors that will say that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean he, you know, I, I mean, and this is I, I can't get over because he's like, not only did he uh, direct Honey I Shrunk the Kids and Captain America and the Rocketeer and Hidalgo and all these other great films, um, but he's you know he he worked with Industrial Light and Magic and he he created. The Millennium Falcon, that was his design. He invented Yoda. He designed uh, how Chewbacca was going to look. He designed uh, the way that the X-Wings looked, and he redesigned the TIE fighters so they looked more threatening. Um, he's the one that put the uh, uh, the laser on, uh, on the Death Star uh, up on the side instead of along the equator. All these little things that, you know, everything that you love about Star Wars, he had a hand in designing the artwork, and now he's just... He's he's gonna be on our show, so I'm very wow. very wow. excited. Very exciting. Very exciting.
0: Wait, so when is anyway, that? It, that, 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 that the show's kind of, launching in February, you said,
1: right? Yeah, fe- February. We're gonna be on uh, only twice a week. We're just uh,
0: <laughs> I can't do the five a day a week
1: thing anymore. But uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do it uh, uh, twice a week uh, starting in February 2023. So, join us at uh, OctoberSkyMinute.com. Oh wow! Uh, okay. Wow. But uh, but let's get back to the, the let's get back to Die hard, hard a little hard. bit. Yeah yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> right. So at this point the the shot changes and and I I love the way that they do the shot because we see like this mist and you know fog and a and like a light coming through it. Like when I was wa- when I was watching it again to you know while I was doing my research for this it reminded me like of of E T or something like that.
1: Okay yeah. Yeah, it's very mysterious looking, and it's it doesn't seem like a a normal a normal building. I mean, think like what's going on way up here.
0: Yeah. Um, right. It makes me it makes and, me wonder where all that smoke is and and where where that fog is coming from.
1: Yeah, it, one of the puzzlers in this particular minute is the uh, the graffiti that's drawn on the side. It's a, it's like half halfway finished "Merry Christmas" on the side of the correct uh, on the side of the HVAC. Yes. And. It's like who does who does that? <laughs> you know, it's like of all the graffiti you could think of, "Merry Christmas" just wouldn't be something that you'd normally write. It's like you know. No, but
0: but for me, it's even stranger that it just stops in the middle. Yeah. You know, it yeah, says Merry Chris." I think it says. Yeah. I think it.
1: Maybe yeah. I mean, maybe maybe there was a guy named Chris who was working on the HVAC, and he thought he put his name, and everybody thought he was just a happy-go-lucky kind of guy. So. And then someone else decided um,
0: to just write Mary next to it. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's um, not even Chris. It's C H R I. C H R I, yeah. It doesn't even go further. It's like maybe he got caught while he was doing it. Yeah. You know, he's like spray yeah. painting, and someone someone yeah. caught him. And they're like, "What are no, you doing no, there?" Uh, no, 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 nothing, just, nothing. You know, the can empty. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it's, it's very it's very bizarre. Um,
0: yeah. So it'd be, it'd be uh, great if if we saw like a spray can, a spray can, a spray paint can on the side. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> or something like. <laughs> You know, and, and then we, we, we see coming out of this mist we see that it's actually Hans because Hans said on Friday that he's gonna go check the the
1: detonator wires. He's
0: right? gonna yeah. check the detonator wires, exactly. And first of all, the the way that he's like using the flashlight and looking around and seeing all of these wires. My my first question is is okay, does he not uh trust the fact that Heinrich uh Marco and Yuli were were putting this stuff together before like why did why does he need to check it
1: yeah are they are they like an inept team does he is, have have they done have they made a lot of mistakes in the past
0: well is, I, yeah. no maybe it's it could be because two of them get killed while they're yeah. in the middle of working on it
1: yeah so it's it's um it's just kind of he can't well i guess he's now that things have turned against him uh he can't trust anything
0: right so, so he just wants uh, to... To, to double check it. And then like, as he's, he's looking around, you see him the, you know, sh- shining the flashlight up, the, the wire all crisscrossed all over the place. You know, it actually looks like a crime scene or, or even more the you know, when you see in, in different movies, you know, someone who's, you know, a detective or someone who's trying to piece together something and they have, you know, the, the, their wall with all the strings, you know, attaching all the different pictures.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, the other the other weird part on this, I don't understand why he would put down his pistol and flashlight, other than it serves the script. Because it, later later on, we're going to find out that he's got other things in his pockets. But if he's got a jack, a suit jacket, and a <laughs> tiny little flashlight, just stick the flashlight in his pocket, and you wouldn't be walking around without the gun. But you know, again, it's serving the it's serving the. No, but he doesn't expect he
0: anyone to to you know to show up. Yeah, you know, it's
1: well, he knows that the cowboy's up there somewhere.
0: Yeah, um, he knows he is, but he doesn't expect to to run into
1: him. Yeah, yeah. Now, from from what I understand in reading about the the making of of Die Hard, this as we're getting into this week, as we're going to be to getting into this this whole scene here as it begins, was because going through the script, they realized that Hans and McClane never meet each other, so you can't have the two, you know, the, the good guy and the bad guy in the same you know in the same scene together so this was kind of an add-on scene that was dropped in
0: um, It's an add-on scene that was dropped in but it was apparently one of the first scenes that they actually filmed
1: Yeah yeah um but you know it it kind of I mean they had to they had to shoehorn a way to get them together so it was and it, of course there's nobody else in it so you could shoot you could shoot it without having to worry about a lot there's nothing There's no special effect here other than stringing wires on the ceiling. Right. Um,
0: And uh, apparently, apparently the, the, I mean, this goes through the, almost the entire week, but apparently neither of them rehearsed their, their lines for, for this whole meeting between the two of them because they wanted it all to feel very spontaneous. Yeah. You know, similar, I guess, to to what uh, Harrison Ford, you know, does when, when he's trying to break Princess Leia out of the, uh, you know, out of the yeah, system. yeah, you Can know, that's
1: like plausible excuses. Yeah, it it feels it feels very well. It doesn't feel too improv, but it feels very natural as they're doing. I mean, it, they had to get to a certain point in the script, so um, uh, uh, you know, so so talking. Well, they they haven't said a word here yet in this minute, but yeah. uh, it it feels very organic.
0: Uh, as they're, As are as are doing things. Yeah. Um, now, did you notice that when he steps up to to climb up when he puts after he puts the gun and the flashlight on the side? You see that there's like a little sign on 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 the wall, I guess you can say, which is uh, yeah, it says "Do not obstruct door." My yeah, question is, is, where is there a door there?
1: <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm assuming that there's something maybe around the corner or maybe it's above out of out of eye shot. You know, I don't know. Of, it's just of... it's
0: a very strange place to put a sign yeah. saying "Do not obstruct door," unless this is something that opens and you can go in. Maybe it's maybe you can twist it like uh like you see in submarines or something like that it's a
1: yeah it's some i'm I'm assuming that there's lots of uh, fans inside this h v a c equipment, so it's like uh but why you'd have to are they expecting somebody to come out <laughs> it's like don't interrupt <laughs> the door it's just um maybe it's something that uh is there something that, involving fire or safety and i don't know what's yeah it's a, it's a it's an unusual sign, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, could could be from another movie, and they just had a had a couple of signs lying
0: around at the. Uh, <laughs> that is it, possible too. Yeah, you know, I mean, me up that up. the the idea also is is that you know when when he climbs up and stuff like that, he's 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 looking around, he's uh, you know he's he's shining a flashlight around, and it actually looks as if he finds wires that look to be cut. Yeah, yeah. But my, then my question is, is, okay, who cut them? I don't think John would have thought to cut the wires because. John didn't even later on, we're going to find out that, you know, John talks about the man upstairs. It's not as if he's aware of the fact that there are wires up there that he needs to cut.
1: Yeah, uh, there were no there was no gunplay up in this area. No. So not sure. I mean, and, and unless, it's not unless cut, but maybe that... it's maybe it's unfinished. They were going right. to go back. They, they were getting more equipment. They had to go back and get the other detonators that he's looking for. Um, that's the 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 wires that are hanging loose. That's where the detonators go, and they they had to go get them. Right, because he like be... plays
0: with it a little bit in order to try to, to 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 maybe connect it or something like that. That's what it looks like, and then like, yeah. he frowns as he's looking at it. At these maybe, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's that, that because you know uh, Marco and, and Heinrich got got shot, so yeah, you know they they didn't finish their work, and nobody thought to send somebody else to go back and fix it.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's the problem. And of course, you know, McLean has the missing the missing
0: piece here, as we'll we'll talk about later on in the week. Yeah. Um, and at this point, he basically uh, turns around and jumps down, and he lands in a really really funny way. It to me, it always looks like he's he's like a monkey with the way yeah, that he like, lands because he lands on his hands and feet.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those badly placed uh, superhero landings, like you know, in the Marvel universe, just kind of boom on the ground. But they wanted to. I guess they wanted to show again this yeah you know, this major plot point of uh John McClane's barefoot. Yeah. And uh and that's yeah. also instructing that's also instructing uh Hans later for how to how to defeat uh McClane is to uh, right. do things that will hurt his feet.
0: Right. I mean th- this movie is great at giving us you know little plot points earlier on that you don't notice till later that they they keep reoccurring.
1: <laughs> Am I wrong or is um is Hans blonder in this than at any other point in the movie, he, he just he seems definitely to me, looks that way. Yeah, I think they they backed off his hair. This, like you said, this is an early an early shot, so I think they slowly went back to a, a less blonde Hans uh, as as they as they filmed other scenes.
0: Yeah, he looks that way, but the question is, it could also just be the lighting. True, true. Because this is this is very strange. This is a very strangely lit minute.
1: Yeah, this whole building, everything in Nakatomi Plaza has odd, you know, like there's lights on that don't need to be on, but you can't film, you can't film in total darkness, but most of the, uh, uh, maintenance areas of, of any building, uh, you're going to have to turn on lights to get there. They're not, it's not going to be as well lit as this, but you're, you know, there's, there's lots of, uh, I mean, where they're at, they're up near the roof of the building. So there's lights coming in from the top and things that illuminate the outside of the building. So I guess it's,
0: it's all just ambient light one of the things that, that Hans is walking around with here is a flashlight. So what can you tell us about a flashlight, Jim? Uh, let's see. Flashlights. Uh,
1: there's, oh uh, gosh. <laughs> um, the, uh, I mean, at the time when they're, when they're shooting this in the eighties, we weren't into led flashlights. So no. this was, uh, you know, at, uh, at the time they were usually, uh, non re non rechargeable and, uh, usually, you know, used DC or AA batteries. When I was, uh, a long time ago, I worked for uh, uh, the wonderful company called Radio Shack, and uh, one of my responsibilities at the beginning of every month was to give away uh, flashlights, much like uh, the Gillette company. You can get uh, uh, razor uh, or the blade, the ra- razors uh, for almost free, but the blades cost money. And we used to give away giant uh plastic flashlights that took 6d batteries so <laughs> it's you just give away a give away a, a free a free flashlight and then uh, people would buy six dollars worth of uh, you talking about the, the
0: plastic ones that they used to have the plastic ones yeah they were the red the because ones. the red ones and the blue ones i remember yeah i remember, yeah, 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 I remember this and we get we give away we give away coupons and people thought they were
1: getting such a deal by getting a free flashlight it's like no 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 it's it's like that first dose of crack you're just like <laughs> you understand all the, you know it's like you really don't need a flashlight that has six batteries in it the light bulb at the top isn't going to be that much brighter right um but uh so, so yeah we we'd uh, we'd give away uh, so many of those things i mean nowadays you can have led flashlights on a keychain that were you know that are 10 times brighter than anything that we sold as a, as a yeah, flashlight for sure.
0: um do people even but, use uh,
1: the batteries anymore uh I, I don't know. I I mean I, I remember I'm I trying mean,
0: to think if there I remember, you know, we used to have like uh the boom you know, boxes the boom boxes and the flashlights yeah. and you know.
1: Yeah. Um there was like you know, the, the you know, old old toys might take two double A or two D batteries.
0: Right. I think uh, nowadays I just about everything is double A and triple A. I mean I I yeah. don't even think you have nine volts anymore.
1: Yeah, no. I mean nine volts I think you'd see in your smoke alarm.
0: Yeah. Um and uh, maybe I remember you can you like, get, uh, get shocked from the nine volts. You know, you're supposed yeah, to like, yeah, lick but, your finger to check it to see if it's see if yeah, it's still working.
1: Yeah, or or start off you you can you can start a campfire and things like that by putting steel wool in a nine volt, and the steel wool will, uh, will spark and and catch uh, tinder wood up. Oh well, that um, I did not know.
0: <laughs> that I never tried.
1: <laughs> I I will I an old an old Radio Shack story uh, was uh one of our one of the store managers that I worked with in upstate New York uh his car wouldn't start and he was uh he was an electrical engineer he got a whole bunch of uh 9 volts out of a bin and he mounted them back to back to back to back and actually jump started his car with a bunch of 9 wow. volt batteries <laughs> and i was just i didn't know you could do that but yeah apparently you can plug in enough starting amps to uh he had a whole i mean he must have used we had like these bins and he had several handfuls of 9 volt batteries and then uh then jump started his
0: car with all these little uh you know transistor radio batteries. Wow. Um, wow. So in what I, I, in what year do you think the the flashlight was invented or patented?
1: I gosh, I have I would think that there'd been ones like back in the 1890s. I would think that, you know, Sherlock Holmes might have had something, but I don't know like what the storage battery looked like. So but they had like railroad lanterns and stuff. I would say the turn of the the turn of the nineteenth to twentieth century.
0: And you would be correct. It was eighteen ninety
1: nine. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they used to use the large six volt uh, batteries. Um, batteries came in. Uh, the idea of a battery uh, or naming a battery was um, because it was uh, you'd stack a bunch of cells together to make a group and the guy that put them together said that it was like a battery of cannons you you know you collective oh, wow. right the collective power would make a battery of power um but wow uh, so we were we're dealing with a 120 year old technology yeah they, um, they the
0: first one had a it had a fiber tube with uh brass ends and uh hmm. bullseye glass lens at wow. one of the ends
1: that sounds like a quite a <laughs> Quite a potential hand weapon if you. Yeah. know. Um, I mean, I I know the mag the maglite batteries that a lot of uh, police officers used were also as a defensive tool. Um, they were you know, rather good, like carrying a metal bat around. Um, I was trying to think. Nowadays, what we what you were saying that we've kind of gotten away from the C and the D cells, the double A's we use in. Um, remote, well, triple like, I keep thinking of remote controls. Your voice, right. <laughs> your remote control stops working or, um, in my, I, the one I use the most is, uh, I have a, a wireless keyboard yep. and, uh, and a wireless, it's wireless always, mouse
0: and all that stuff,
1: wireless mouse. And you start, when you, once you start shaking the mouse and you're like, what's going on? And it's like, Oh yeah, gotta go change the battery.
0: <laughs> exactly. They, uh,
1: they go through them fast, but, uh, you know, in we live in a world now of rechargeable everything. So, uh, I don't know if the uh, the one-time use. I, I would assume that the one-time use battery sales have gone down. Although we have more um, cordless implements, so maybe maybe it's held steady. I by, I would uh, say
0: that it's held steady because I think most people are lazy, myself included, that I don't use rechargeable batteries for my mouse. You know. Yeah. It you know yeah. when when it dies, I just change the battery. You know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. The idea of having to having to plug it in and. Um, which is weird because we all started with uh, corded mouse yes. mice, and it, that didn't really affect us that much. But now everything's got to be – mice or uh, mouses? Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I yeah. only have one, so I'm just going to just go with
0: the mouse. I actually have two. but I
1: actually have several. I bought – there's one um, that I bought. Uh, I think it's Microsoft. No, it is uh, – oh, it is Microsoft. Yeah. I bought a Microsoft silent mouse because while you're – Yeah, I have while one. I have one of those. While uh, you're recording, it doesn't, mine's it doesn't uh, click.
0: Mine's Shuami, Shiami, something like that. I have a, Mm -hmm. I have a a silent one too. Yeah, and
1: it's uh. So that when
0: you're recording, you don't hear click, 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 click.
1: Yeah, but when I'm when I'm being creative, I have to have the clickety clickety uh (laughs) Microsoft mouse (laughs) because I'm never quite sure if I hit that left button quite right. Uh, Um, Yeah, that could be a problem. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating how how much uh portable power uh, is still much a part of our lives and how, how much it's changed since, you know, we were kids and things. You usually thought about, uh, Oh gosh, all those cassette, uh, cassette tape players that you had, that had C batteries in them yeah, or, um, the mini recorders that had the double A's. So you, you always had to get like a big, and I've noticed, you know, in the, the world that we live in of, of Costco's and Walmart's and all the giant chain stores, we used to used to buy batteries maybe four at a time at most, but now it's like you got to buy a box of thirty six or right. you know forty eight. <laughs> you just have to have a, a whole a battery of batteries in your house just because so many things are going to go dead soon, and you're really what used to be a luxury is now a necessity, and you have right. to have your mouse
0: powered up all the time. Completely. I remember that there was a time also that they used to sell that on the package itself, you were able to 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 check the. Yeah. The, the, yes. How, you know how much power was left in the yeah, in the would, battery. You had to like squeeze both ends and there would be like And it would change color and like green color. or red. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And they they were I think they still put expiry dates on them. I haven't, I haven't noticed. I, I we go through batteries so fast. I don't think they, they have time to expire in our house.
0: I, I don't know um, if they put them on. Do they put them on the battery themselves, or they only have them on the? the it's box? on the on the box, I think, on the <laughs> box.
1: Although I think Duracell on on the nine volts, I think they used to put them on the on the battery itself. But I don't think it's, I don't think there's enough room on like a AAA to to put that. Put
0: there's there's, there's definitely room. It's a question of how big, yeah. you know, how, you know how small yeah, of a part do you want to use?
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wow right um but yeah this definitely looks like a uh a nice i mean it looks like a, a not a, it's not an it's definitely not a free radio shack flashlight no
0: no that, and that, it's that, not a maglite that, either <laughs> no no it's somewhere yeah, in, in looks, between
1: yeah and uh no it looks looks pretty good i don't know how like from from the size of the lens the fresnel that's on it i don't know how much it would light up stuff it looked like you'd have to be close to get anything um worthwhile. But again, it's a, it's a prop and it's important for yes,
0: the, for the show. And, and then, so, you know, we had, we had Hans jump down landing uh, on his hands and feet looking at John's bare feet. And then the, the shot that we get him, I mean you mentioned before that, that his hair looks blonder, but also the cut looks different here. Yeah.
1: It, yeah. That might've been like an insert or something or.
0: Yeah. The, the, the it's, um the way that his hair is here, it doesn't look, it, it looks like much more uh, shaggy than it, than it did, does this beforehand as he's looking at the this gu- might be. Gun. This,
1: this might be the actual start of the, you know, that first scene where they first did like, this is, He he got blonder in this, in this scene. So I think this might've been the earlier, the earlier shot scene. They, and the other thing is kind of like a connective tissue to right. get, uh, to get to this scene.
0: Right. And he looks up and he sees the barrel of the gun. Uh, pointed right at his face, and he does a nice job of immediately making it look like he's very scared about what's yeah. going on. Right. Yeah,
1: and uh, things. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, very nice setup. This is you know for a uh, for, for, for for first day of the, the week. This is a great setup for what's coming for the rest of this week as we uh, as we watch um, you know this this Hans versus McLean. Um, at this point, uh, McLean is evaluating him, so he doesn't know if he's a terrorist or if he's one of the uh, Nakatomi employees. Right. right. And I do like the way that uh, uh, Bruce Willis is playing a, a complete cipher here. You can't read his face. He's just kind of... Right. I mean, we'll get more into
0: that uh, later in the week because yeah. now we just get that, that initial shot of him or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, this, the script, there there's... In this particular scene there's one minor discrepancy it it doesn't go into uh, detail about what Hans is checking it just says uh, you know uh, the mechanical floor tight on hand on Hans he checks the plastique not pleased he turns drops to the floor you know so they, they as as we know they drag this out to uh, you know 40 50 seconds the just that yeah. that one line there and then it says he lands knees bent looks directly at a pair of bare feet. A gun barrel drops into the shot close to his head.
1: And we are now, you know, in any given scene, you have to figure out who the organizing sensibility is. We are Hans in this scene. Yes. Um, So it's interesting seeing that uh, we're we're leaning into the uh, the villain's role. Uh, And uh, it's kind of disconcerting. You're like, well we're We're supposed to be rooting for John McClane, but it's but in the in this thing is like well how's Hans gonna get out of this situation yeah. We we're, you know, we're kind of rooting for hans um which is always always an interesting turn my my favorite my favorite turn with these things is um, is the movie Psycho when watching uh Norman Bates as it's disposing of the evidence of uh, of killing off Janet Lee and uh putting her body and everything that she owns inside of the trunk of her car and pushing it into a swamp, and we watch him. We watch him watch the car sink and then the car stops and he leans forward and starts chewing his nails watching the car sink. And we as the audience are actually rooting for Norman Bates like, oh, I hope the body goes into the swamp and he doesn't get you know, <laughs> caught. And it's just a weird feeling. But this is, you know, in a smaller version, yes. this is us rooting for Hans. Completely.
0: <laughs> All right. So every Monday we have a segment called Die Hard on a Monday where my guests will give their top five diehard doppelganger Type movies. So, what have you got for us? Uh,
1: okay. Well, I'm 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 sure people have done this before, but uh, if you were going to give the elevator pitch for Die Hard, it's uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, in uh, Towering Inferno. It's it's a heist movie. It's a disaster movie. And uh, going back long ago, I the, the early First of all, I, I want to interrupt you
0: that... with that just for one second. I love that you sure. you bring the Ocean's Eleven point in because you know Frank Sinatra is. The original John McQueen. so that-
1: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, this is that, that, that that's where <laughs> this is at, so and that 's what I was thinking of when I thought, you know Sinatra brought this up, but yeah you're you're dealing you're dealing with a heist movie, the only thing we missed here is uh assembling the team They you always have the you know u s will be on, you know you' you've got me i 'm in this i 'm going to join you know, you know and you've you've got all the you know the computer guy the the acrobat the the muscle all those, you know, going out and getting the team together and getting ready to to go out and, and uh and and start the job. Right. Um so these are all um supposed to be European uh heist specialists. These are all uh you know they're they're second story men and uh they've done all this before. Uh the two movies that I keep thinking about in any heist movie you've got uh Assembling the Team and then you have the ruse which is what will distract the police while you're actually doing the heist? So in the case of uh, Die Hard, you're pretending it's a terrorist attack when actually all you're doing is trying to get into uh, get the bearer bonds and all that stuff that you know the, the, the MacGuffin there. Um, European uh, European criminal specialists that you know that are good at burglarizing things. Uh, I think of the 1964 movie Top Cappy, which uh, starred, great movie. Uh, yeah, Peter to Peter and Ustino, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's it's based in it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, I, I strongly recommend watching it. It's, it's funny and it's it's you know it has quite clever twists in it, but it has all those elements of what's happening is there is the Topkapi Museum, which is in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, they have a traveling display of uh, rare antiquities like a you know emerald encrusted daggers and all kinds of stuff, and what the uh, the team decides they're going to do. Is they're going to break into the Top cappy Museum and swap out the replicas that are in the traveling uh, museum exhibit with the real uh, uh, treasures that are in the museum? And uh, it goes—I I don't want to spoil the the, yeah, the twists and turns—but it has a lot of those the things that you're always used to that you know don't make a sound. It doesn't have the uh, avoiding the the lasers by you know cl- you know crawling along the floor. Now sixty four. What
0: do you expect?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's you yeah, know it, it, so and they have uh, different uh, you know alarm systems that they have to overcome and swapping things out and there's always some little thing that uh, gives them away that to, to get caught for stuff. Uh, that's one of that's one of the uh, the movies that I think of when I think of a, a classic heist with European uh, thieves. Uh, the other thing is always the simple twist that there's something that the ruse is actually part of the heist. And uh, one of my favorite movies is that of that is uh, Blake Edwards did a movie uh, called After the Fox, and it starred uh, Peter Sellers as the Fox. He was uh, he was this guy that had planned all these heists, and he stole gold from the Egyptian treasury, but he had to get the gold out of Egypt, across the Mediterranean, and then into Europe through Italy. And so what he does is he sets himself up as a uh, as a an Italian director, uh, and his Federico Fabrizi is so he's supposed to be like Fellini, and he's making an art film uh, called The Gold of Cairo. He has a the ship that's bringing the the gold from Cairo is going to stop at this little fishing village in Italy, and he convinces the mayor and the town police chief that they're all going to be in a movie, and uh, uh, they're going to uh, bring gold that's been needed by this town to make it rich. And oh, or they're going to bring in prop gold. So he convinces the entire town to help unload uh, hundreds of tons of gold bars out of this out of this ship. And um, <laughs> he hires a he hires an aging film star to make it look legitimate. And the, the film star is played by Victor Mature, who does a great job as an aging film star Um but uh, Blake Edwards, typical comedy, similar in, in line with the Pink Panther and things like that. And it's just lots of misadventures and stuff. But it's, and it's hard. It's a, it's a heist movie. It's a comedy, which you can say Die Hard is a comedy. It has comedic, many comedic elements to it. So uh, I would say so for the two heist movies, uh, I would talk about Top Cappy and After the Fox, uh, available probably on Amazon or wherever. I, I'd, I'd say go with those. The other part of this, uh, of Die Hard, is it is a type of disaster film um in the style of uh, in style of of course uh uh, uh Towering Inferno <laughs> but uh as as you know I've I've done a previous movie that I've done was Airport which is one of the original uh, uh disaster movies that uh had an all-star cast and things like that uh Airport is uh, there's two types of disaster movies there's an internal salvation disaster movie things like the Poseidon Adventure where there's a group of, a huddled group of survivors that has to get themselves out. They have no help from the outside world, so they have to fight their way out of a bad situation and get out of this disaster that they're trapped in. Then there's ones where, which of which Die Art is a part, you have an ex, uh, internal external disaster movie. So you have an internal struggle. In this case, you've got John McClane with external help, which is Reginald Bell Johnson and the FBI and you know, all those people. Um, example of that, uh, the movie that I had done my first. Uh, movies by minute movie airport uh, features that you have a, uh, a crippled seven Oh seven that is, uh, is traveling. they have to, you know, ha- have the people on it are injured and they have to make it back to um, uh, an airport covered in snow that has a, a disabled runway that they have to get an airplane off. So uh, uh, airport would be a, an internal external uh, disaster film. Another one like it uh, was its sequel airport 75 where there's a, a 747 that gets hit by a, a twin-engine plane, and uh, the crew is dead, and they have to teach the stewardess how to fly a 747 uh, to land it safely with a you know hundreds of people on board. Uh, so I would say my top five in in doppelgangers. So those those heist movies, Top uh, Top Cappy, After the Fox, and then in disaster movies, I would say um, Poseidon Adventure as an internal disaster. And then external assist, which would be Airport and its sequel Airport seventy five. And uh, you know, uh, maybe a note of any for uh, uh, Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno is an inside outside help. You've got uh, uh, Paul Newman on the inside and Steve McQueen on the outside, trying to save all these people in a in a burning uh, skyscraper.
0: Yeah. Um, all worthwhile films. All right. Great. Excellent. So you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you. Well, you can find, uh, as I said before, the
1: new the new one comes out in uh, February, which will be uh, uh, October Sky Minute, uh, which is available at octoberskyminute.com in February. Also in February, our latest uh, group Movies by Minutes project uh, covers the 1999 Frank Oz-directed feature, Bowfinger, starred uh, uh, Steve Martin and uh, Eddie Murphy. This is a, a kind of like a Whitman sampler of uh uh, movies by Minutes hosts. We've got 19 different uh, hosts coming on to do things on. You know, each each gets a week of uh, of the show. Very funny comedy. Uh, again, directed by Yoda himself. So it's uh, a <laughs> it, it's, it's and it's a movie about making movies. Um, uh, a very funny comedy. But that uh, that's going to premiere uh, the last day of February in uh, 2023.
0: All right, excellent. And finding me is very simple. Just do a search for Movie by Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. And you can go directly to my website, moviegrabminute.com. So, uh, Jim, you you feel like uh, coming back tomorrow and uh, trying to find out who who this scared uh, person might be? I wouldn't miss it for the world. All right. So until tomorrow, yippee kaye! Yippee kaye!